competition. We play the game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice, yeah. The kids' edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. My name's Max Becker. It has been a huge weekend in football. The Frio Dockers beat the Demons at the G and Luke Jackson's return back to Melbourne. The Hawks dominated once again for two wins in a row against the Saints with another win. And Toby Green doing what Toby Green does. Four goals in the first half for the 200-game superstar man leading the GWS to a huge win over the Cats. Now on the show today, we chat to Geelong AFLW star Nina Morrison. Here from Jarman Impey post-game in the rooms I got down there after the Hawks win. And the Suns got it done in Darwin with a massive win. So we'll dissect all the action here on the show. Ali Blackburn, Western Bulldogs AFLW superstar. Ali, how are you this morning? I'm good, Max. Good morning uh, to everyone out there. You can uh, give us a call on 1300 736 736. If you're on your way to junior footy this morning, on your way to Auskick and playing in some uh, trying conditions, I would say the least, uh, this morning. But kids love it um, out in the rain. So you can give us a call on 1300 736 736 if you've got Auskick or whatever it might look like. Um, in your junior sport this morning, or you could even have a chat to us about your team's win over the weekend so far, or if you've got an upcoming game today. But a few upsets yesterday, Max, in the in the footy, you wouldn't have expected. Probably you would have expected Melbourne to win at the G, a win by St Kilda at Marvel, and then down at Geelong, uh, GWS getting an upset win down there. So it's been an interesting week of footy to start off with. Yeah, absolutely. If you love the mud, if you love getting muddy out on the footy field and on the ground on a wet and cold Sunday morning (laughs) uh, here in Melbourne or wherever you are over the country, give us a call on 1300 736 736. 736 736. Ali, Sydney and Carlton on Friday night was a huge game. It was a must win for both teams. And there was a lot of great lessons for kids out there in terms of goal kicking and how you go about it and the different pressure um, there was a lot of pressure around the ball and tackling provided by Sydney. Yeah, and I, th- I think they responded very well, Sydney, to the questions that were asked of them during the week. And uh, I thought they did an excellent job in, in sort of holding off Carlton and then being able to make the most of their opportunities going forward as well. I mean, from a Carlton point of view, 6.15 is is not ideal in their scoreline mm. and, and you'd want to turn that around somehow. And focus on your goal kicking um, and, and make that a real priority because in those games, it's, it's costly. Um, but a huge win for the Swans that keep him right in the hunt for the top eight come end of season, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jake Lloyd start with 35 disposal. Sam Walsh had 31. Sam Wicks, two goals. And Chab Warner back doing what he loves and at his be- playing at his best. I think he had 30 touches uh, and two goals. Yeah, he's a, he can be one of those real barometer-type players, can't he, Warner, at the moment for the Swans. He's he's one of those guys that gets in, gets plenty of touches, and, and he's finding his way to the goals as well. So for him to kick the two goals as well and contribute to that win in that way um, is is really good signs for, for Warner. The Saints and Hawthorne. Hawthorne get the job done by 10 after coming back from 20 points down in the fourth quarter. James Sicily with 43 disposals. John Newcomb with 31 touches. Max King with four goals and Mitch Lewis in extremely good form with three goals. The Hawks dominated from the start. James Sisley took it and Mitch Lewis in form in the end won it for the Hawks. Yeah, they did. I mean, Max King was doing everything he could from a Saints point of view on the forward line, kicking four goals himself. But Sisley's ability just to like 
go off his player and intercept mark and do it so many times throughout the game. He, he reads the ball exceptionally well. And I think it's, you know, teams need to bypass him and, and avoid him. But St Kilda, unfortunately, weren't able to do that yesterday. He was going at 90% disposal efficiency as well. I think it was, a, a you know, almost halfway through the game until he had a blemish in terms of his disposal use. So um, an outstanding game from him and, and the Hawks get a, a really important win in the grand scheme of sort of their, their long-term plans, I, I suppose, with it all. But... A great win for Sam Mitchell's Hawks. If you're a happy Hawks fan out there, I assume there'd be a lot of kids out there this morning who were really excited about their win last weekend and even bigger win against the Saints yesterday. So you can give us a call on 1300 736 736 or send us a text even on 0433 98 1116. We'll get to Melbourne and Freo as Luke Jackson's return and coming back to Melbourne. The Dockers got their way and withstood all the pressure and defence that was coming and hit them hard from Melbourne in that last quarter. I mean, Christian Petrarca had 30 touches. Andrew Brayshaw for the Dockers with 29 disposals. And Jai missed three goals. And Josh Treacy, two goals. Yeah, it was a huge win for Fremantle. I mean, there's been questions asked of them this season. And I, I feel like they've hit some really good form over the last handful of weeks. And it's, a, it's always a, a tough one coming back against your old team, um, particularly coming into Melbourne as well. And, and Jackson, I thought he handled himself extremely well. The 19 touches and a goal to his name was a, a great performance for himself and a huge win for Freo to hold him off. I mean, Melbourne were coming late. Brayshaw had a shot on goal and missed late in the game, which would have got him right in it with, I think, only a minute or so left on the clock. So was it was a huge win uh, for their season, Max. Luke Jackson really inspired that Melbourne team yesterday, didn't he? You could see it. Not only in his expressions and what he did out on the field, but in in the uh, actions of his teammates. Yeah, he did. Uh, I thought he he played a really important pivotal role for his team. Um, you know, going across to to Freo, I, I, you know, from being in being in that premiership side a couple of years ago, and and now being able to do what he's doing over West and. He's really found his form, hasn't he, over there? He, he's been incredible over there. So uh, a great win for him and his confidence um, with his side. Geelong and GWS. GWS, down at Geelong, we know how hard it is to win there. <laughs> GWS get the tough. job done by seven. Lockie Whitfield with 31 disposals. Tom Stewart, 31 disposals. Toby Green, four goals in the first half in his 200th game. What a freak Toby Green is. He was outstanding, kicking goals in game 200 and leading the Giants to a huge win and probably the biggest win of Adam Kingsley's not only coaching career so far, but his playing career too, and he's a premiership player. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge win for, for the Giants. I mean, that you know, there's certain players where you where you you find that, that I don't even know what the word is, it's like that, that mentality... Aura. Four and and Toby Green's one of those players in a milestone game for him. Two hundred games, he was uh, he, he's been such an influential player for for the Giants and an absolute crowd favourite there. And and so many people love watching him play. I mean, what a what a superstar he is, and and the things he can do on a football field is absolutely incredible. The way he, he finds goals and impacts games is is one of the best out there. And and for his team to sort of you know, get up and about for him for his 200th game is huge. And like you said, down at Geelong, it is so tough playing mm-hmm. down there. And, and we talked to Nina Morrison soon, so we can have a chat to her about the home ground advantage that Geelong get down at GMHBA. But 
it was a it was a massive win uh, for the Giants in in the scheme of their season. Gold Coast and the Western Bulldogs, Ali, your dogs up in Darwin, obviously giving back to the community. It was a fantastic game, uh, but it was Bailey Humphrey who sealed the goal, sealed a goal within the last few minutes of the game to put it back and swing momentum back towards the Suns. It just looks so tough to play up there sometimes. I mean, the dogs players, they had the, the sweatbands on and, and, you know, trying to sort of help in any way, shape or form that they could. It, it looked really trying conditions up there uh, for both sides. But, geez, Matty Rao, how good of a player is he? He, he dominated. He had around 16 clearances for the game and against a really strong dogs midfield as well. Like, that's a, yep. an incredible performance himself. Yep. He was able to finish off the game with the 29 touches and a goal as well to his name too. So just a really impactful performance from Matty Real as well. So it was a huge game up there and uh, Gold Coast, uh, a really big win. Jack Lacocious also had five goals. And Nick Holman, what a story he is um, playing his 100th game up in Darwin. It was so great to see post-game me. The best thing about that match was seeing all of the players and the Indigenous and First Nations players going back to their families and to their community and, you know, taking photos with everyone because for most of these kids and people up there, it's one of the only times they may be able to meet an AFL player. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's you know, an amazing game that, that gets played up there um, and particularly for the second part of uh, Sir Doug Nichols' round as well. So, you know, to to witness the players and the community get around footy up there, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. <laughs> highly unlikely that those um, that the supporters there would always support the two teams that get to play in that game up in Darwin. So it's just people that love footy in general um, getting across to that game, and and the community gets around it, and it's a it's a great um, you know thing for footy. So absolutely love watching that game and and what it does for the people up there. West Coast and Essendon, Essendon. Get the job done over at Optus Stadium. So in Optus Stadium, they won by 50 points. Liam Duggan, 35 disposals. Jaden Hunt, 34 disposals. Oscar Allen, four goals. Carl Langford, three goals. And the Bombers are in some fine form, Ali, coming off two wins. Yeah, and that was a really convincing win as well for the Bombers. They they had a really strong performance as well. So, you know, they're finding some really good form. They're... they're um, you know, to go over West is is a tough um, ask for any team. Uh, so, you know, to, to get a really strong win over there against West Coast is a really important thing for their season. Obviously, Langford playing a, a cracking game himself. The three goals and 15 touches was a, was a big performance, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming up after the break, Geelong AFLW superstar, don't go anywhere, Nina Morrison on the other side of the break. Kids edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's leg. Oh, nice. Yeah. The kids edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the kids edition. Right now on the line, we have Geelong AFLW superstar Nina Morrison. Nina, good morning. It's Max here. How are you? Thanks, Max. Thanks for having me on. No worries. How are you feeling coming into preseason this week and how are all the girls looking at the moment? Yeah, feeling pretty excited. I feel like um, most of the group has been training pretty hard for a couple of months now, so it'll be nice to get back together officially and, and kick things off. We talk about the Geelong home ground advantage and how that is for a men's side. That was on full display for you women last year and last season um, in the AFLW. How do you try and – is that a discussion point?
point and talking point throughout the group? Yeah, we um we love playing at home. It's obviously um, an amazing stadium, and and to have our fans down there and and the energy that they bring is 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 quite amazing. So um, yeah, we we just love playing at home, and I think it's a really unique opportunity for us to to get that experience and and the crowds always up and about. So um, definitely a, a home ground advantage there. I definitely see that for you, Nina. It's uh, good to hear from you, mate. Um, it, you know, obviously off the back of last season. You're probably able to to have a, a full, consistent year. How much confidence does that give you moving into this season as well? Yeah, totally. Uh, good morning, Ellie. Um, I think that um, probably I was one that really benefited from having two seasons in a year, obviously off the back of um, a few interrupted interrupted years through injury to be able to get you know close to 20 games under my belt over the course of 12 months. Um, yeah, sort of set me up really well and I'm feeling really good and how I'm placed coming into this season and, and having a really good training block over this off season. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's just smooth sailing from the injury front um, coming into this year as well. Is there something that kids can really focus on doing um, coming back from injury or a little niggle or things like that um, to help them get back to their best and find consistent form like yourself? Uh, I think for me, it was just about knowing that I'd, I'd done the work along the way. Um, I think that that's the, the one thing when we talk about, um, you know, building confidence back in your body and, and um, you know, in, in your mindset as well. If you can if you can be true with yourself and, and um, know that you've done each thing along the way and ticked off everything that you need to, I think that that's probably the biggest thing in helping to build yourself back up. And Nina, you've got a, a pretty handy midfield around you. You've got uh, Prosparkus down there. You've got McDonald as well, just to name a couple of players. What's it like? Being able to gel, you guys were probably the team last year that shot up the ladder and you three found some really good form um, and I guess connection together. What's that been like and, and how do you look to build on that for next season? Yeah, totally. It's been um, it's been awesome to train and, and play in the midfield with those girls. Um, I was actually speaking about this the other day and um, sort of saying how we probably didn't come into a side with um, a really established sort of old, older big body mid to learn from. And, and we've kind of been learning and, and growing um, off each other over the last couple of years. So um, to keep developing those stands within our group and, and, and grow together has been really exciting. And I think that, you know, it's the, it's the next step for us this year to try and um, do that more consistently against the better side. So um, that'll be definitely something that we're working towards this season. Obviously training increases, um, coming into this AFLW season, Nina, how have you viewed and how are you looking forward to um, getting out on the track a bit more with all the girls and building that team chemistry and how you transfer that onto the field? Yeah, for sure. It's um, every year the season sort of it grows a bit and the intensity of training around it as well. So um, we've got a couple of new additions to the side this year too. And um, yeah, just looking forward to getting on the track with them and building that chemistry, as you say. Um, I think with with anything, um, and we've sort of seen it over the last couple of years, it just takes time to build that, um, build that amongst the group. And so with more seasons under our belt now that we've been together as a whole group and then just a couple of new additions this, this season, um, yeah, it should be a really exciting time for us. And with the boys obviously winning the grand final at the sort of back end or middle through the season last year, Nina, how much did that sort of inspire your team and, and motivate it throughout the season last year? Yeah, we, we took a lot from that. Um, we obviously had played the, the Thursday night before um, the men's grand final on the Saturday. I think it was around five maybe. And, and we spoke pre-game a lot about the sort of energy of the town and um 
how good it was to be playing for a club that was doing so well at the moment and really draw on that experience. Um, and I think that that was not not necessarily just that factor, but that was a real um, turning point in our season, I guess, for the games that sort of followed that. I think we um, won a couple of games in a row around that time. And, um, yeah, just the energy that that sort of brings and um, to have that feeling of, of being in a, in a club that's doing really well in, in all aspects is, is really exciting. And speaking of, of people who do really well, Meg McDonald, your, your captain, what kind of leader is she and, and how much does she inspire your group? Yeah, Meg's awesome. Um, she's she's an amazing leader amongst our group, and uh, I think obviously being in the in the role for a couple of seasons now, um, she's just got a real ability to sort of um, connect and empower people, and um, obviously alongside that to, to drive a certain standard and make sure that she's getting the most out of herself. So um, yeah, I'm really fortunate that Meg and I have a really good relationship, and and I can learn and grow off her quite a bit, and and we tend to bounce a lot of ideas ideas off each other and talk footy a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, she's a great person to have leading the club. What's pre-season look like for you so far, Nina? Obviously, it's, I guess, individual training and some group training sessions, but now you get to come back to the club and train um, with the whole group. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, the last couple of months have sort of been a mixture of um, doing individual sessions and, and coming back together as a group where we can. But um, obviously, from, from Monday, we'll be all back in at the club together, um, sort of training training four times a week. And, um, yeah, it's just a exciting time to have the whole group sort of back on the same page, back doing the same things, and we can start to work towards um, where we want to get to this season. Yeah, absolutely. Nina, thanks so much for joining us here on the Kids Edition on SEN this morning. It's been an absolute honour to have you on. No worries. Thanks, Maxinelli. Nina Morrison there, AFLW Geelong superstar Fantastic to get her insights uh, on the grand final, how Ali that motivated and inspired the group um, and the different things they talk about and discussions within the group. Yeah, well, it is. And, and each team's really unique in, in the way they approach the season, the way they find motivation and, and what drives them and their standards uh, as, a, as a collective unit. And Geelong down there, they've got a, a nice little community um, that they can feed off. And that sounds like what they've been able to do. I mean... You know, coming into last season, you you looked at Geelong and you're like, oh, they'll probably go all right. They picked up some handy recruits and and all that that added to added value to their list. And they've had those players that were able to get a bit more consistency in games and performances. And Nina was one of them. And and just the way they were able to gel and and grow that connection um, was really impressive. I remember we played against them, Max, and it was a really tough. Uh, game and, and contest against them and it almost caught you off guard a little bit. Um, you expected them to be a, a great firing team but um, just the way they were able to to have really consistent four quarter performances was something that I've no doubt that they'd be really proud of but uh, was uh, great to hear from her and uh, wish her all the luck for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Some big milestone games um, have come across this season. Obviously Nick Holman from Gold Coast 100th game. We've got Mason Cox's 100th game yeah. uh, later on today uh, at Marvel Stadium when the Pies take on North Melbourne. Uh, that's at 3.20. You can catch that all across the SEN network uh, and the SEN app. We had we had Toby Green's 200th game. That was incredible to see um, for GWS for them to get the win for him. And then we got Steele's 300th today, which I am <laughs> very, very excited um, about seeing how he goes about it. He's like, He's like fine wine. He just, he doesn't, he pretty much doesn't age. He plays 
the same style he's played. He's so consistent across um, his whole career, and it's incredible to see him uh, reach that 300-game club alongside Pendles and Tony Shaw at the Pies. Oh, it really is. I actually remember watching that, um, the grand final he played in in under-18s where he kicked 10 goals before getting drafted. Doesn't, doesn't everyone remember <laughs> it, though? I was, I was just amazed by it. I was, I, we're just kind of sitting there, switch the TV on and, and watch it. And I was just in awe of his performance as a, as a youngster. And then sort of what he's been able to do with his career is absolutely incredible. It's almost found his a new form coming into this season as well and being reignited by, you know, the form that his team is is in as well. He's He's been an incredible competitor uh, for the Pies for a number of years now. Um, and I just wish him all the best for his 300th game. I mean, for you, Max, I know you're a massive fan of and supporter of uh, Steel, and you guys have a great relationship as well. I mean, for you as in that spot, you know, what's it like for you to, to know he's playing his 300th game as well? It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm uh, really excited, and he's got a lot of people coming uh, from Sheps, from Shepparton, um, from his hometown and Tullarookna. Um, to come and watch the game. I think he's got a hunt. Uh, his wife, Alicia, has organised 100 or so yeah. people to come down. And then he's also got some uh, very special guests uh, coming in post-game, which uh, is a bit of a secret, but it'll be uh, be great <laughs> to see them and hopefully Steele um, gets a win for his 300th. It's, it's so great to see him back and he loves footy. I was talking to Braden Maynard uh, last night um, over message and he's, I asked him a couple of questions uh, about Steele. And so I asked him... How does he bring the group together? He said, Steele's got the ability to connect with everyone and has such a warm heart. He'll show the same respect towards the president as he does to the boot stutter, as he does to anyone he knows. And then I asked him, what's it like to actually play with Steele and be inside the club um, and see how he works and things like that? He said, it's an absolute honour and privilege to be playing with Steele, one of the best Collingwood players to ever put on the jumper. Love the way he honours the jumper. Such a great teammate and such a good mate off-field. Got a unique relationship that I'll cherish forever and I can't wait to run out with him. Good luck, Narcots. <laughs> He's got a pet hate, though, of Steel. Pet hate is how Steel always leaves his plate dirty after he eats any meal. Gross as, says Bruzzy. An on-field attribute of Steel, he will compete harder than anyone and loves winning. Does not give up and never stops running. Amazing engine and one of Braden Maynard's favourites to play with. He also says he's got the ability to connect with his teammates like no other person in the AFL and brings the entire group at Collingwood together. He drives the group to be better all the time and win. Now he's got a funny story. He said, funny story equals our trips away to Bali, Europe, and Tullarook. Enough said. Also, (laughs) an inside joke, apparently, from Collingwood. Also, do your jobs, count your shoes, inside joke uh, from Collingwood. That was Brayden Maynard uh, last night and his insights on steel ahead of uh, a 300th game, which is going to put him down um, as one of the all-time greats to ever put on the Collingwood jumper. But we'll take a quick break here on the Kids Edition, Local Legends, and we hear from Jarman Impey after the break. The Kids Edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's legs. Oh, nice, yeah. The Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. If you want to win a signed footy by Braden Maynard, Steel Sidebottom, Jordan Dugowie, or Tom Mitchell, we've got a lot of uh, signed footies here with us uh, at the Kids Edition. Also, Dan Butler or Jack Steele. Whoever you go for, we've got you covered. So if you want to win a signed footy from uh, any of uh, any 
of your favourite AFL stars, give us a call on 1300 736 736. You can win a signed footy, a beautiful footy for you to have a kick or admire on your wall, signed by one of your favourite AFL stars. Now, local legends. (laughs) Yesterday, I got down uh, at at Marvel Stadium and interviewed a couple of kids in the AFL members for the Hawks and the Saints. This is Local Legends. Eight points. Eight behinds. So you kicked one goal, two, just in behind. Yeah, I got a goal. We're here at Marvel Stadium with Monty and Sammy for the kids' edition. It's the Hawks and the Saints. Monty, who's your favourite player at the Saints? You're a Saints fan? Stocker. Stocker, ooh, interesting one. Why do you like Liam Stocker? Because he takes great marks. And Speckies. And Speckies. He's great at taking Speckies, isn't he? Do you play footy? Yes. Yeah. Who do you play for? Sandy Bay. Sandy Bay. What's your favourite thing about playing footy? Scoring goals. Scoring goals. Do you have any special celebrations that you do? No. No, not really. Sammy, who's your favourite player? Who do you go for? Hawks. Hawks. Who's your favourite player at the Hawks? I have no idea. You've got no idea. What have you liked about them today? They're playing all right so far. Did you watch them last week against West Coast? Yes. Yeah, did you think they went all right? Okay. okay do you play footy? Uh, I used to. Yeah. Do you play any sport at the moment? Uh, yes. What do you play? Netball and basketball. Oh, beautiful. Who do you play for in netball and basketball? Um, I play for Mansfield. Beautiful. What's your favourite thing about playing sport? Maybe shooting. Do you get a lot of goals? Yeah. yeah awesome. Monty, I see you got a Dan Butler thing on. And Max King. And Max King. I love Dan Butler. I'm going to talk to him in the rooms today. Have you got a message for Dan Butler? I uh, hope you keep up the good pace and, and keep up the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. The Saints have been good the last few weeks. Max King's back. What do you thought of Max King in the last few weeks? He's got a lot of goals, hasn't he? A lot of goals. Do you like seeing him kick goals? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Legends, uh, local legends, once again uh, <laughs> at Marvel Stadium. Well, I got down, Ali, in the rooms to speak to a couple of Hawthorne uh, guys after a huge win against the Saints. Here's Jarman Impey post-game. Hawkstar Jarman Impey down in the rooms. Jarman, something you guys have been really well doing the last few weeks, really having a crack, a red-hot crack out there. Mate, we've been having a red-hot crack, uh, a bit of reward for effort. Um, you know, we kicked a lot of points, but we hung in there, and, uh, mate, it was a great win. It was a great win. Sometimes a lot of points and behinds can deflate teams. That didn't seem to happen with you guys. You fought it out right till the very end, and we're on top consistently throughout the whole match. Yeah, you're dead right. When you miss a lot of points and easy goals, it can deflate you, and that's probably I'm most proud of the boys just hanging in there and keeping consistent. Good effort. Has there been a clear message from Sam Mitchell over the past few weeks? You guys have been extremely consistent on ball and throughout the middle. I think it's just a good four-quarter effort. Um, he's saying, you know, just bring that. And a couple of little things that we tweaked in our game plan, which is obviously uh, working so far. So happy overall. Is there anything kids out there can do, Jarman, to try and keep their game consistent and play at the highest level possible? Number one thing, mate, is have fun um, and work on your fundamentals, your skills. That's the big, best thing, um, the biggest thing in, in 
what I believe is working on your skills. So just keep uh, working on your skills at lunchtime, after school, during training, and uh, yeah, you, you'll get there in the end. Absolutely, Jarman. Thanks so much. Enjoy the night. Jarman MP post-game after a huge win for the Hawks, a consistent four-quarter effort, and practising your skills is his advice uh, to any kids out there. Mm. After school, before school, at school, at training, got to, he said you have to have a, you got to have a footy in your hand um, and always practising your skills, Ali. Yeah, it's a, it's a great bit of advice to kids. Is It's to practise those fundamentals because they're, they're a really important element of the game. But one bit of advice that he's um, given out as well, and um, you hear it from a number of AFL players and, and elite sports people, is, is to have fun and enjoy it as well. It's, it was the best bit of advice I got given as a youngster as well, and it just reminded you to, to continue to enjoy it as much as possible because then you want to dive into doing more fundamentals, more skills, having a kick of the footy with your mates and, and get a real enjoyment out of it. So it's uh, great advice there and, and great work. Uh, for you on getting that interview with uh, MP after the games, Max. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. You can give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six if you were really happy with the Hawks win, or if you were really happy with any of your teams win, or if you didn't think your team had such a good weekend uh, in footy and had a bit of a loss. If you're cut, if you're a Carlton supporter, it's unfortunate at the moment, isn't it? Harry mm-hmm. Mackay, unfortunately, just not kicking straight with zero goals for uh, on the weekend. They say Missy Higgins. Missy King, is it Missy Mackay? We'll see <laughs> after the break. The kids are this We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's leg. Oh, nice. Yeah. The kids are this With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back to the kids edition. Ali, in terms of junior footy, and how we've spoken about Steel Sight Bottom and all these milestone games um, that are this this weekend. It always starts from a young age, and the love of footy starts from a young age. And kids out there, if you're loving your footy at the moment, you're having fun, and you love tackling, you love kicking yeah. goals, give us a call on 1300 736 736. But it always starts from a young age. What was that like for you, Ali, when you pick up your first footy? Yeah, it's um, it's you're right, Max. It's being able to get to a high level of games in <clears throat> in AFL or AFLW or any kind of sporting um code to get to a, a a high number of games. It really does start. Oh, a lot of the time, it starts from a very young age, and and finding that consistency, I guess, in form and and enjoyment out of the game. So things like practicing your fundamentals is a really important part of it being understand the the game itself so your your IQ your knowledge of the game so watching plenty of footy and and watching specific moments in games uh definitely helps that uh in in improve and and I guess gather your sort of little tools that you can add to the tool belt um along the way so things like that um a really important level um you know practicing goal kicking after training and not just your set shots but your snaps around the corner your mm-hmm. goals on the run a, a whole mix of them mm-hmm. I know for sure it's something that I practice um, a fair bit of. I, I try and practice the miracle goal just in case they pop up in games, Max. <laughs> um, you never know. It takes me about uh, 50 goes to, to get it in, but it's a lot of fun being able to do it. And and then it's taking care of your body as well. So, you know, eating healthy and well and, and fueling your body right. You know, we had Danny on um, a few weeks ago now and, and he spoke to us about sort of taking care of your body and, and, and the ways to do that. So strength training, um, you know, building on that muscle, being able to fuel your body right with whether it's the right protein sources or whatever it might look like for you. Um, 
and 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 the way you can sort of utilize that to contribute to to your body and your performances and obviously that's something that the likes of a milestone man in in steel side bottom has been able to do for a number of years now max yeah absolutely and really any AFL player um yep. always fuels their body right and they've got um their different routines and programs so for you Ali if you get get yourself do you find like you play better footy when you have yourself in a good routine in terms of sleep, in terms of what you're eating and in terms of how much, you know, physical activity you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I definitely feel like over the last handful of years, for me, I've found a real consistency in my performance um, and something I'm really proud of as a result of it. But I, I think it comes down to the things that you're doing away from it. And if you can be consistent in, in your actions off the field, I, I definitely think it translates on the field. So you know, making sure that you're getting in the right recovery. So uh, um, that includes sleep, ice baths, whether it's wearing compression where you need to, um, you know, hopping in the beach or, you know, a sauna, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, which Mm -hmm. is the new in thing um, at the moment. So there's lots of things like that um, that you can do to help your body and, and then obviously getting a consistent level of training in as well and, and being able to be out on the track as often as possible, injury-free, so making sure you're doing your strength training and things like that because it helps your muscle and your joints and, and things like that, be able to, to be as strong as possible so you can withstand, um, you know, big hits when they come your way and, um, you know, the ebbs and flows of a of a game of footy max so yeah there's lots in it uh to be able to do it so for any kids out there just making sure that you you take really good care of your your body and and you practice the game and and just enjoy it and and have so much fun out there um so any kids out there that just love playing footy and and love kicking goals um you know or or have hopped in an ice bath and can let us their thoughts or or a nice cold (laughs) or or a cold beach and let us know their thoughts on that that'd be uh good to hear from you give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six as well, Max. Yeah, that's right. We've got a couple of steel side bottom signed Ooh. footies to give away. So if you give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, uh, we'll give you a steel side bottom game three hundred signed footy. That's a uh, pretty impressive there, Max as well. <laughs> so any Collingwood supporters out there or just lovers of footy, give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can get a. A sign, still side bottom uh, footy. Yeah, absolutely. The beauty of junior footy, Ali, is seeing the smiles of yep. so many kids and how much they enjoy running around, um, kicking the footy. And especially for me, I like watching the pregame <laughs> and how they warm up because they're all having fun. They're all laughing, um, yep. talking to their mates, you know, catching up after the day after school, talking about school. They're talking about the footy game. Um, the night before and who their favourite player it is mm. and hit the massive goal they kicked if it was Melbourne. <laughs> Cosie Pickett kicked this awesome goal, yeah. you know, from the boundary. It's so good to see um, kids being inspired um, by their heroes on field and um, then you see kids trying to translate <laughs> that to on the field. Um, pre-game you see kids trying to snap ones from the boundary or drill kicks along the ground. Uh, it's great to see. Yeah, it is. It, it's um, a part of footy that I used to absolutely love. I mean, I was a St Kilda supporter growing up. So Nick Rewalt's like flying mark that he took. Um, 2002, wasn't it? 2003. Yeah, it was real early on sort of um, days for me watching footy. And, and I just remember 
watching that and then trying to imitate it on the couch or mm-hmm. like on the bed, like mm-hmm. we'll just dive and try and take marks and stuff like that, <laughs> like that. but um, never was quite able to pull it off in a game still to this day. But, you know, it's it inspires you so much watching your heroes being able to play and um, being able to translate that onto the footy field. So any kids out there that – uh, have been watching their superstar heroes play uh, each week and, and what are they trying to, uh, you know, do on the field that these heroes are, of theirs are doing. So, you know, if it's a if it's a really cool snap around the corner goal or if it's, you know, exploding out of the midfield and, and taking a couple of bounces from the from the centre square or if it's, you know, a defender like James Sisley is your hero and, and the ability to intercept marks and you want to be that real solid rock down back Give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can have a chat to us about that, Max. My hero growing up was Nick Rewalt uh, and Lenny Hayes. So it was, it's so good to watch when you see someone like Lenny, and he can take it straight out of the pack, almost like Christopher Traker, and he can sell the candy to yeah. a to a couple of blokes and kick it straight through the goals. And then obviously Nick Rewalt, a superstar, he went down back um, in the last few years of his career after um, resigning from being captain and handing it over to Jaron Geary. That was really interesting. Um, to see the way he went about it down back and how he transitioned um, into that role and allow uh, guys like Jack Billings or a Jack Loney to come through and take the reins um, of the forward line in that small forward, key forward role. Yeah, I think it shows the versatility in, in players and, and, you know, sort of there's no limit despite, you know, age and, and things like that coming into it or where you're at in your career. I, I think it shows that... You know, if you really want to have a go at um, different areas on the field, you can. You can. It's it's no limit, um, sort of in your ability. It's sort of that mindset and and being able to practice it as well as much as possible. So, um, it's great to see that players can sort of move from certain positions and alternate that. Um, you know, based off what the team's needs are at the time, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and you can win a steel side bottom signed footy right after the break. Kids edition. We played a game and then we won it. I kicked it for everyone's leg. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kids edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids edition. We've got three huge games on SEN and across the SEN network today. So we've got Richmond and Port Adelaide at 10 past one at the MCG, 1 p.m. on the SEN network and the SEN app. Ellie. Who have you got in this one? It's going to be an extremely tight contest. Yeah, it will be. I, I think Port Adelaide are in some good form um, at the moment. They had a really good win last week. So I think coming off the back of that win against Melbourne, we'll give them a world of confidence to, to come here uh, to the G. Uh, the take on the Tigers will be interesting to see how Richmond go about it this week. And uh, uh, new coach, McWalter, as well. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Any changes, I can't imagine too much um, in terms of their game style, but will be a tight contest. Who have you got for that one? Uh, I'm going to go Port Adelaide. I think they're in great form. Zach Butters has um, hit some really good form in the last few weeks, and I think he's going to yep. start today uh, once again alongside Jason Horn-Francis um, at the MCG. And then we've got Collingwood and North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium for Steel's 300th and Mason Cox's 100th game. It's a huge day of milestones for the Collingwood Football Club and it's going to be an incredible game to watch if you're a Collingwood fan. If you're North Melbourne, 
Maybe not so much for your hope for a miracle, but for Collingwood, it's incredible to watch. And so stay tuned to sportingmax.podcast on Instagram or the Kids Edition uh, on all your socials that you can get because there'll be a lot of content coming from down in the rooms after the game <laughs> uh, alongside Steele and um, all the people from Sheps and a couple of the boys uh, from the Pies. Or on the other hand, if North Melbourne win, down in the North Melbourne rooms. So I've got Collingwood um, in that one by 40 plus. You've already marked him in as a win already by the sounds of it, Max. Um, along with probably most people, to be fair. So um, will be a really, uh, you know, good game, I, I suppose, for Collingwood supporters to get along to and support. Um, Steel's 300th game. I mean, what a competitor he's been for the Pies over his journey. So um, we wish him all the best for that game. But I think I'm with you in that one. Collingwood's just in such good form at the moment. Um, they're playing incredible footy the way that it's a, it's a real team yep. solid performance as well. So it's really impressive. But, I mean, it could be the upset of the year if North get up for that one. So, But I think Collingwood have got that one for me, Max. Adelaide and the Brisbane Lions at 4.40 p.m. Uh, from Adelaide Oval, uh, live from 10 past 4 on the SEN network and the SEN app and crunch time from 11 a.m. Uh, on SEN and everywhere around the country from 12 p.m. Who have you got in this one? It's Adelaide, we know, are extremely tough to beat at home, but Brisbane are in some good form uh, in the last three weeks or so. Yeah, it, it is a really tough one um, to pick for this one. I, I think Brisbane, for me, because their form's been really good, uh, you know, but in saying that, it is a it is a tough one over in Adelaide. I think it would be a really tight game. I think it'll come right down to the wire in that one, but I've got Brisbane in that one. Max, who have you got? I'll go Brisbane too because... I think it'll be too almost too close to call. So I'll go with Brisbane. It's going to be a huge day of footy here on SEN. Off the text, 0433981116. As an Auskick and junior footy coach, it's amazing watching the celebrations being imitated that makes me smile. We've got a young fella who's a big fan of Charlie Cameron Motorbike, another one who does Eddie Betts outstretched arms with his circle fingers whenever he kicks one from the pocket. And a young girl whose family are Hawthorne mad who brings out the old Mark Williams shotgun style celebration. <laughs> Pretty sure I've even seen the Dersma bow and arrow on occasions. Footy letting quiet kids show their personalities is awesome. That's from That's Adrian great. off the text. Well, it's been a huge show here on the Kids Edition. We've talked to Nina Morrison. We've heard from Jarman Impey down in the rooms. Ali, it's been an amazing show and we'll see you next week here on SEN Around the Country. We'll see you soon.